0: I love reading romance, even with my mom Historical, paranormal, a good rom-com with both like a grump, an alpha and a beard But reading with my mom, well it gets kinda weird I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight Communication's good and the banter's so right So if you'd like to read along and join the group Here's a little secret I'll let you into the loop It's just a little show that we like to dub Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club But it is my mom's, I'm Ellen and joining me as always is my mom Hi mom, how's it going? Hello Ellen, so good So good So good Oh my gosh So today we are chatting about Very Sincerely Yours by Miss Carrie Winfrey, friend of the show. But first, Mom, what have you been reading and watching?
1: What did I read? Oh, I finished the Tessa Bailey.
0: Am Um, I going to be expected to know the name of that book for you? It's
1: something about tomorrow and forever? Today, tomorrow, and forever or something? Or... Yeah, you keep, you keep going. I'm gonna keep going. So it's a Tessa Bailey paranormal,
0: um, phenomenal fate series. That's it. And it is called. The first book was Reborn Yesterday. I knew that. I knew that too. And then the second book was This Time Tomorrow. This time tomorrow. And then the third book that you just read <laughs> was Today Tomorrow and Always. Okay,
1: I was I was pretty close. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: For once. Yes. Um, was that my favorite? I think that might have been my favorite. I really liked that one. It did, was,
0: did it end the series? Is it that... did end
1: the series, and I mean, I'm assuming maybe not. Okay, you never know. Sometimes they continue on, but um, you know, this is the first book that I can think of reading where the guy didn't have like the perfect chiseled abs, especially in a paranormal, because usually those yeah. vampires are all jacked,
0: otherworldly. But, <laughs> yes,
1: but um, but he's just a regular Joe schmo, and he's very self-conscious about it and it's kind of cute.
0: Well, we were talking about that and Tessa Bailey definitely seems to like gravitate towards that. Cause even her guys that are pretty built are still kind of, they're not chiseled. Yeah. They are just kind of stocky
1: and well, this guy was made a vampire when he's just, and he was just, and so he's just stuck in his regular Joe body for like the rest of his life. And, um, but it was really, it was cute. It was, cute and the girl that he falls for is blind and
0: okay oh,
1: it was it was a cute book
0: nice um i f- finished listening to i think last week i had said i was about to start um a night to surrender by tessa dare which that book had a lot more sex than i remember and i don't know if it's just because i notice these things more when i'm listening to it as opposed to reading, reading it because you know when i tend to read i tend to Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. They're having (laughs) sex. They're having sex. But, um, yeah. And so I am starting, I've started A Week to Be Wicked, which is the second book. And I remember that one being, like, my favorite in the Spindle Cove series. So, um, I'm excited to dive into that one. Um, as far as watching, we went and saw, I had an early day, so we went and saw No Time to Die which is the new James Bond. Daniel Craig. And no spoilers, but there, I did lean over to mom at one point and say romance trope. Because <laughs> there is a pretty prominent romance trope in there. And I did lean over to my
1: husband and say, is that what you look like when you go fishing? And he <laughs> said, yes. And I said, then I'm going fishing with you more often. But we know he was <laughs> lying, so it's useless.
0: Um, we finished, uh, Ted Lasso Lasso. and it's very good. Still love that show. Highly recommend 10 out of 10. Well, it was going in a direction I was like, do I like where this is going? But then it, it
1: it calmed down. Yeah.
0: Well, (laughs) yeah. And without getting it too much into it, the Roy and Keeley thing, like better go the way I want it to, which I'm afraid it won't stop it. Okay, Um, other things we watched. Uh, We watched The Muppet Haunted Mansion, which was very charming. Delightful. Um, I'm a sucker for The Muppets. Uh, And then my
1: granddaughter was over, so we watched a bunch of kid shows. We did. I
0: I am legit going to give a shout out to one that we watched with her, though, because I laughed out loud several times at it. It's The Ghost and Molly McGee. (laughs) If you have kids um look it up it's look it's it up chanting it's on disney channel and i guess it's like just started on disney channel the first five episodes are on disney plus um but i liked it she liked it we liked it yeah it was it's very cute and it, funny there's a lot of adult humor in it yes i don't mean right. like like blue a... humor <laughs> i don't mean like adult humor but <laughs> like the kind of stuff that we deal with in these <laughs> books um no but it's 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 a very cute show Um, so that's what we've, I mean, listen, I feel like all I do now is watch things meant for (laughs) five-year-olds. So Ellen's really good at entertaining my granddaughter because she's right there in
1: that age bracket.
0: Yeah. With my kindergarten experience. (laughs) Um, yeah, I get, I was telling, I've I've told a lot of people this, but the thing with teaching kindergarten is you get really stupid songs stuck in your head because (laughs) we watch a lot of the same... Videos and things. The days of the week. (laughs) Days of the week. Days of the week. Um, Okay. So there's that. That's what's going on with us. Um, Okay. Today we are chatting about Very Sincerely Yours by Carrie Winfrey. It is a standalone book that is loosely tied to her Waiting for Tom Hanks duet that we featured Waiting for Tom Hanks on the show. And then both of us read Not Like the Movies and talked about it. Is this tied to those books? Yeah, because it's got, uh... It's, like, the same neighborhood. As oh,
1: okay. That I can But it doesn't have any of the same characters.
0: It, ha- it gives mentions to... I'm going to be honest, you guys, just in case it comes up, because it might. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to reread this one. Just shooting straight with you. Um... So, my memory is going to be a little foggy, but I'm going to try my best.
1: Yes, you are. And
0: I have read it. And I, <laughs> so. we, we
1: read it when it first came out. We both did.
0: Yeah. Just because I'm a true fan, Carrie. And I reread it
1: quickly. Just yeah. today. <laughs> yes. Um. It's been, it's been a, it's It's been been a crazy weekend.
0: Yes, it has. And it's this (laughs) crazy weekend. we didn't
1: anticipate. Yes. We didn't see it coming and then it was thrown, thrust upon us. So we, yes, we are, you know, doing the best we can with what we got. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yes. All of that is true. Um, but yeah, there's, um, there's like mentions of, she goes to the Butterfly Cafe. Right. She does go to the Butterfly Cafe. That is started in. Right. You're not right. like the movies. You're right. Oh, and
1: Chloe's in there. See? I remember okay. I remember. Yes, crap. and I just read it, but I, I wasn't putting the two together. So sorry. So and then the not... boyfriend is working in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get all that now. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I do, I wasn't putting all that together.
0: <laughs> See, I remember crap. <laughs> okay. So here's the back cover description for very sincerely yours. Teddy Phillips never thought she'd still be spending every day surrounded by toys at almost 30 years old, but working at a vintage toy store is pretty much all she has going on in her life after being unceremoniously dumped by her longtime boyfriend. The one joy that she's kept is her not-so-guilty pleasure, Everett's Place, a local children's show hosted by Everett St. James, Mm -hmm. a man whom Teddy finds very soothing and okay cute. Teddy finds the courage to write to him, feeling slightly like one of the children who write to him on his show. He always gives sound advice and seems like he has everything figured out, and he pretty much does. Everett has a great support system, wonderful friends, and his dream job, but there's still that persistent feeling in the back of his mind that something's missing. When a woman named Theodora starts writing to Everett, he is drawn to her honesty and vulnerability they continue writing to each other all the while living their lives without meeting when their worlds collide however they must both let go of their fears and figure out what they truly want and if the future they want in- and if the future they want includes each other so um we've both expressed previously how we feel about this book but mom what did you think of very sincerely yours both this time and the first time i love this book yeah
1: I loved this book. It's no, there's no caveat to that. It just is. So, Carrie, way to go! Thanks for another
0: delightful yeah. read. We should say. Carrie's a listener of the show. She's, like, on the Facebook group. So, like, we have some repartee with Carrie. Mm-hmm. And, um, w- you know, obviously are inclined to like her books just because she likes our podcast. That's all it takes with us, really. Um, but. <laughs> like our podcast and, we'll and write like a book. It. And we're going to say, yes, we love it. <laughs> interact with us on social media. <laughs> we'll like, no. But, I mean, Carrie's been, like, listening since pretty early on. Yeah. So. She's been around for a while, um, but so we might seem biased, and maybe we are, but now, also... I
1: legit, today when I was sitting reading this, I told Ellen, I said, the dialogue in this book is delightful. It is just snappy and fun and so cute. Yeah. It's... um, Her
0: books are always just so charming. Like, yeah. That's the best word for her books. They are... They're just Uber delightful. Charming. They are to delightful. Steal mom's word. <laughs> they're delightful, and um, you know they're they're closed doors, so I think that adds to this. But they're just um, they're just so sweet. They're just lovely and little nice, simple, just breaths what? of fresh air that you can recommend to a friend. <laughs> Any friend, <laughs> yes, and we use Carrie's books a lot. We do in you know people uh, who
1: ask us for books, and we're like, uh, you know, we don't want to really recommend a I, I super don't know steamy. What you
0: can do so.
1: <laughs> try Carrie Wood. Try right. this is a good you know
0: gateway into you know. Then we'll move on from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, and I think I mean I've I've liked all of her books, but I think that I. I really liked this one a lot. Um, And I just... um, I think this one might be my favorite. Yeah, I think... think I'm thinking back to the
1: other ones, which I thoroughly enjoyed the other ones. I mean, really loved them all. But this one... I just have a special place in my heart for this one. It's really, really sweet.
0: Yeah, I really like this one a lot. Um, And, like, the premise, I... I mean, it's like... A I sexy give...
1: Mr. Rogers, how can you go wrong? In
0: a somewhat you've got male scenario. Seriously. Let's be honest. <laughs> and I know how Carrie feels about Tom Hanks, obviously, and his ouvoir. Um But... And weirdly enough,
1: the Mr. Rogers movie also starred Tom Hanks, so... Oh,
0: so... <laughs> Carrie's showing her hand a little bit here. Um, no, but... Uh, yeah, just... The book is delightful. It is. No other word for it, really. Um, Mom, what did you think of Teddy as our heroine?
1: I love Teddy, and I feel for Teddy. Mm -hmm. I mean, as someone who... Because I didn't go to school. I mean, I was 40 years old when I graduated from college. Mm -hmm. Um, I was 41 when I started teaching. So this... And not that I hadn't found my purpose in life. I mean, I had kids, blah, 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 whatever. And... (laughs) And I was a stay-at-home mom until all my kids were in school, and then I went back to school. So, therein lies the reason. But, so, you know, I had the mom thing going. I mean, yeah, you know.
0: shit stuff going on. I
1: had stuff going on. It's not like I was sitting home doing nothing.
0: It's not like you were <laughs> living with your parents at 34. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I would be sad if you were living with me. Ellen. I like having you here. But, anyway, um... You know, I felt for her and what she was going through, especially after, you know, a breakup where you know, she had kind of woven her life into this guy's life and he's just like, "Eh, yeah, I'm done with you." And by the way, Rick Rick the Dick is a perfect name for him. Yeah. But um uh I thought she was so fun, and like I said, the dialogue is so fun. Mm-hmm. The emails with her and and uh, Everett. Everett are so fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm a fan. Yeah. And I love the whole premise or the whole thing about the um, breakup Bob, because that just becomes like a thing. And I <laughs> well, I thought it's it was hilarious. True.
0: It's I mean, I think it's either the breakup Bob or I know all, there's also like the mom Bob. Like there's just going to become point. There's just going to be <laughs> points in your life where as a woman you cut off all your hair. For I re- know. I've been there. For I've, I've
1: grown mine out and cut it off m- multiple times. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Mine weren't because of breakups or anything. It's just because, oh, I'm tired of all my hair. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, Yes. I really appreciate her journey of not knowing what the heck she wants to do. And I really appreciate, spoiler alert, that that's not wholly resolved by the end of the book. Yeah. She's still left. Yeah. And we're going to talk about a little bit more about that later in a bit but um she's a little frustrating in the beginning in regards to rick um richard is yeah rick the dick (laughs) rick the dick richard um just because there were points where i was like girl if you Respond to this text message. If you respond to this call, if you go over to his house and make him dinner right now, I'm going to bitch slap you. And she did all those things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there were times where I got frustrated with her, but also she's a little lost. And at the beginning. I mean very, yeah. very much so. And she gets over him in spectacular fashion by getting under Everett, which we can always appreciate. <laughs> um she gets
1: over him by getting under Everett. I see
0: what you did there. Mom, that's like, that's a classic joke, but, <laughs> um, but, um, yes. So I felt for her, I, while some of that was frustrating to me, I thought it was true to form for her, for her, for her character. And as she, how she was written on the page, like if, if she didn't behave that way, it would be out of character for what has been established about her. Um, and I, as much as that Richard stuff was frustrating, I think it was, it was there to show that she was a little lost and that her whole purpose had been him. Yeah. And this future that she was trying to build with him. And then when that gets pulled out from underneath her, she is a little aimless and, I really, not, not the breakup thing, but, um, I think I entered adulthood just thinking I want to be a mom, I want to be a wife, that's going to happen for me, here I am, it hasn't happened yet, you know, who knows, whatever, um, but, yeah, so it's, like, I understand the aimlessness aspect of that. Yeah. Because I've felt it.
1: Well, and I even reached a point in my life where I was, like, Okay, you know, I, I'm married with children, but I have a husband who flies airplanes for a living. And, you know, it a little bit of a dangerous job. And I just got this feeling like I need to make sure that, you know, I got something going on for myself mm-hmm. outside of him. And um, that's when I went back to school and got my teaching credential. But um, there was – it was a big – because at the time, he was actually flying broken airplanes. That's what he did for a living. He was That's a
0: job he that was somebody flying, has, you that's guys. That's flying...
1: It's an Air Force job. He was flying for a test squadron, and he would take... He would go out to bases and pick up broken airplanes, and then he would bring them back here, and then they would fix them. Hypothetically. And, that, and then he would have to fly them and make sure all the systems were working properly. And there were times that he would call me and say... Just in case they're, I'm on the news, I want you to know I'm okay. <laughs> I was like, what? What is going on? And because um, they would have emergency calls and then the news crews would all be listening to their stations and would rush out to the base to catch it all on film, I guess. Anyway, um, he lived through all that. But in my mind, I'm thinking, you know what? I need to have a plan B in place. And um so that's and I started feeling very anxious about that, and that's what got me to go back to school.
0: Well, I think that that's a pretty common journey for women, especially that doesn't get talked about enough, is because I think there's so much more expected of us that sometimes it's hard to even know where to start. Like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. Um. So I, I really liked. I really liked that in this book. I did, too. For her and her character. Um, Okay, what did you think of Everett as our hero? I loved Everett. There were things... about He wasn't perfect, though. He pisses me off in the end. See, she pisses me off in the beginning. He pisses me off in the end. But but he learns
1: his lesson. He does, and I think that he also is on a journey. I mean, because from the beginning, he was, like, too wrapped up in his work, obviously. And I like the way it's written because it doesn't make it seem like a bad thing until... It is a bad thing, like yeah. it, like like he doesn't see it, he doesn't see what's wrong,
0: yeah, and
1: then he does see what's wrong yeah and and even like even when he misses the dinner at her house, which I think we'll talk about, even after that, he just kind of laughs it off and it's like and has to be called out on it, yeah, and and he's like, oh, it's gonna be okay, and she's like, okay, and she's like, I can't see Maddie, you da, da, da. and then it kind of escalates, and she's like, No, this is wrong, you yeah. know what you're doing is wrong, so it's really well written the way Carrie and I'm not just saying that because it's Carrie, but it's really well written the way she wrote that to make it real to make you realize that she doesn't really get what's what's wrong.
0: Yeah, also true to life because you know, and we don't see that often, especially yeah, in 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 books like this where it's um, yeah, it's you're kind of you're kind of feeling it from his perspective where. You don't see it's a problem until you're told it's a problem.
1: (laughs) Well, or that you're like, wait, this isn't okay. You know,
0: it it it, tell you pause to reflect on it. Yeah,
1: and and you realize he's not this isn't okay because you love him so much. I mean, he's just such a good guy, and he's great with kids, and he's got this great show, and he's just so sweet with her. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute, this what you're doing here? Yeah, you're not perfect. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you've got things to overcome.
0: Yeah, which, you know. Lest we forget Mr. Rogers, was just a man.
1: Just a man. Just a man that I've Presu- seen that I've seen in a speedo because a very... I saw that episode.
0: Gross. <laughs> See, cuz my for me and my generation, he was always like an old man. Well, you were even seeing reruns cuz I mean, I yeah, know, was... but like when he it, I was mainly watching elderly Mr. Rogers. Yeah definitely the, the later years you know um even
1: in the first years he still seemed like an old man <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean bless
0: his sweet little heart <laughs> um okay so that's a that's a good entry point um what did what did you think of finding romance in the world of mr rogers <laughs> well and jim henson we should, should we should also say, yes because also
1: man his love of the muppet show I was on board for that because... Yeah. In fact, I, when, we I were guess, watching,
0: when we were watching Muppet Haunted Mansion, I was like, this is very well in keeping with our book this week. In our theme. Yeah. Um,
1: I used to love The Muppet Show. Of course, I was, you know, watching it as a kid myself, not ironically. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, not that he was watching it ironically, he loved it too, but just his love for Bernadette Peters and yeah. Ethel Merman <laughs> she talks about all these, I was like, I get it. I, I get where you're coming from. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's just also cute.
0: Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I, I really liked all that stuff. We just watched a, what was that? Oh, we watched a like series about Jim Henson too. Oh yeah, that was really good. And we had watched it, um...
1: And it's long. It's like multiple episodes. Well,
0: it was that thing that was on that defunct land. And that's where we watched it. Um, but we watched it pretty, like, pretty close before I read this book the first time. Or the only time, I guess, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> and um, so it, I was really, like, in the Jim Henson zone when <laughs> when I read this book. And um, and we
1: legit like were crying at the end yeah, of that Jim Henson like, thing, like bawling. Yeah, I was
0: crying like really bad yeah. during that. Um, but yeah, just a really interesting guy, and um, I can see getting intrigued by his whole by his... thing. Well, and his lovable characters. Let's not. Yeah, I mean, and like his voice work, and you know, like I when we were watching that Muppet Haunted Mansion thing, I was watching it. I'm like, this is good, but. It's just something about like the way original voices. Well, the voices and the way he would move those guys around. and Well, I remember when the first Muppet movie came out and the things that
1: those puppets were doing, it was just mind boggling. And this is pre, you know, CGI anything. And so it was, you know, puppets riding bikes and puppets. I mean, it was just like mind blowing to watch all that they could do with puppets. It was crazy. Yeah.
0: But um, yeah, and so, you know um. So like anyway,
1: I- back to your Mr. Rogers question. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, it's such a funny premise because you you don't I mean although he is an endearing character, Mr. Rogers, you don't think of him as sexy. Yeah. So when you throw a sexy guy in there, you're like, okay, I think I'm
0: here for well, this. Well, and I I because listen, if there was a kid show with a hot guy you know that he would be getting those crazy mom yeah. letters yeah. like
1: I bet even Steve from Blue's Clues got some got <laughs> some mom love <laughs> not that you know he ever did anything for me but it's just I was trying to think of a cute guy who was a show you know a host of a children's show yeah
0: i know well and i was i was thinking about it i'm like yeah it's it's strange to think about um not to get weird about it but it's strange to think about, um, people from children's shows as being, you know, sexual creatures who are... You know they are. ...adults <laughs> who, you know. <laughs> do you know well, what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, but and now I'm trying to think back through my but especially, childhood and I'm like, no, nope, nope, no, I don't want nope, yeah, to do that. I don't <laughs> want to go too. there.
0: <laughs> well, especially now, <laughs> and I know you know this too, but, um... Now that I'm working in education with people who are all day dealing with kindergartners and things like that, and then the the door closes behind the kids, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> what the f was that? <laughs> yeah, the f bombs. <laughs> um, yeah, and the conversations that take place in teachers' rooms and things like that. Um, you know, we're all just adults who happen to work. With either educating or entertaining or whatever. Well,
1: and Children. I know like what, especially when I was teaching second grade, not so much with fifth grade, but second grade, like second graders were intrigued by the fact that I went home to somewhere, that I didn't just live <laughs> yeah. at the school.
0: Yeah. They,
1: what? You have a, a husband and you go home at night? That's yeah. why, what's that about? <laughs>
0: yeah. I get this question a lot. Where's, do you have a husband? No. Why not? Just, I don't. <laughs> yeah yeah you do no i don't this was a legit conversation i had with one of my kids what's his name i don't have i don't have a husband just say it's chris chris evans (laughs) have you heard of him (laughs) um okay let's do a quick side character shout out okay because first of all i love in the beginning when um she's telling people that her and richard broke up and everybody's like uh, oh yeah. that's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> or it's like, like no oh, you like about them. time. <laughs> well, I did
1: I love Josie. She's just like a hoot. Yeah. 70 year old, you know, crazy lady. Yeah. Um, which
0: we've had so many of lately. Yeah. The crazy old ladies. Which, you know, um since I'm
1: you know, closing in on that, um, I'm I'm here for it. I loved the whole thing with her sister and their relationship and yeah. the arc that their relationship takes in this and how they kind of find each other again there mm-hmm. at the end with her sister saying, I never want, I didn't, I wanted to be a lawyer when I was four. And then I, you know, my mom really pushed me for that, but it's not really what I wanted to do. Yeah, And, um, her mom was well-meaning, but I think a little overbearing
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: and a little hard to take. We love Gretel. I love Gretel. Cause I don't usually like precocious children, but Gretel's written really well. Yeah, and I and she's
0: old enough too, where it's not.
1: Yeah, she's not like supposed to be seven. Yeah. saying these things, she's twelve, I think. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. It she was really cute. Yeah, and um, you know
0: we love it. We love a sister who brings brings them together. We love it. Pre- 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 precocious. Well, child. I love when
1: she walks him in to introduce her, and when she's dressed like a devil, so it takes him a while to recognize mm-hmm. her and. She's like, "Don't be a weirdo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're being a weirdo." Yeah, it's a true kid thing, the same.
0: Um, yeah. So I really, I thought all of them were super His sweet. Parents
1: are super funky, and I love it.
0: Yeah. Um. Okay. We've 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 touched on this a bit, but let's talk more specifically about it. What did you think of the representation of? Kind of both sides of the finding your passion thing. Well, because his was... His... He's so passionate that he loses track of other stuff. Right. And his thing is, he knew at four
1: years old what he wanted to do, and then he just focused on that. And he even says, he says its it was kind of a to a detriment in the fact that I never even tried anything else, you know. Mm-hmm. I never even ex- expanded myself in any way. I just was so focused on this one thing, kind of like I'm an, like an Olympic athlete, I think, would be, or yeah. or a professional sports person. You know, some of them they're just so focused on one thing that they don't ever get a chance to, you know, maybe branch out and try something else. Maybe yeah. maybe they want to play the ukulele or whatever, you know. Yeah. But um. So I I got that, and then her just floundering, just like you know and there were things that happened early on in her life that kind of uh, you know unseated her from stuff like left her kind of floundering with her dad leaving and that kind of stuff and and um i could see where that would kind of turn you into the kind of person who's just kind of adrift
0: yeah yeah and it's like i said i i i like that it ends with her not still yeah. not sure yeah and Um, and also, I don't know, I don't know that most people, I think this is a thing that is too common in romance, that everybody's got their cupcake shop or whatever the hell they're doing, (laughs) and I don't know that most people find in real life most people don't find a passion that can double as a job.
1: Well, I remember the first time I was reading this, I, I kept thinking, oh, she likes to sew. She's going to end up working with him and they're going to be so cute together working together. And then when he's like, oh, you should come work with me. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait. I had it all planned out in my head. You're ruining <laughs> yeah. what I had in my head. And, um, but I liked that. I liked that it wasn't so predictable. And yeah. she's like, no, I don't want to just, you know, make my life form around my you. boyfriend. And he's like, yeah. So you're saying I'm your boyfriend? <laughs> that was yeah, a that cute was conversation. conversation.
0: <laughs> but um but do you know what I mean? Like I don't think it's I don't think it's true to life. I think most people have a job that pays the bills. Yeah. Absolutely. If, if we're being honest. Absolutely. And, um I think it's great when people love what they do. And I think everybody to a certain degree, especially if it's a job that they worked hard to get into or whatever, um, they're going to love it to a certain degree, but also it's a job and well, it's and not always your passion. You well, know? here's
1: the deal. Cause even if it is your passion, like I really enjoyed teaching, but there were so many aspects of it that just drug it down to mm-hmm. like, you know, taking it from something that I really enjoyed doing, then there's the politics in the district and there's, you know, the, all the push on test scores and uh, you know, there's so many things about it that kind of sucked the joy out of it for me. Yeah. Um, I know my husband loves flying. I mean, he loves flying airplanes, but yeah, he gets like so he... tired of dealing with his airline, you know, his airline and all the, you know, the union and all this crap about that goes on along with the job. So even though if, even if you love what you do, there's always aspects of it when it becomes a job Mm-hmm. that are not super enjoyable.
0: Yeah. And I I just don't know that everybody's passion is lucrative and I don't know that Well, and that's the thing is and well, maybe your passion is just um being a good, you know, being a kind person, you know, like I don't do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like and I think you find you can find jobs that work well with that. Maybe your but... passion
1: is reading romance novels. And you're never gonna make money because you read <laughs> romance novels. Oh, I know that game well. <laughs> yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah.
1: It's... I. So what? Bottom line is, even if you have a jo- job and it's something you love doing, sometimes you just need to find a hobby or something else that there are passions out there.
0: Yeah. And um, that can still like bring you joy. And I think and so I really liked that representation here because I think especially in the romance genre, we tend to get um too cookie cuttery and very, hallmarky for yeah. lack of a yeah. better word. Um very happy ending every all around.
1: Everything has to be tied up neat with yeah. a bow.
0: Yeah. So um I liked that. Um okay. We've also touched on this slightly, but let's talk about the conflict. So part of the conflict is that he kind of gets this job offer in to New York. Go to New York, take his show to New York. Well, he's they're in negotiations it, for him and take to go it to New National, York. right? Yeah,
1: and to take the show national. And um you know, he's he's already talked to like his producer and she, and he's like, "So when we go to New York," and she's like, "I can't go to New York. I have to stay here." And then he's talking to his friend who's been with him since day 1. They went to college together. And he's like, "So when we go to New York," and, and he's like, I can't go to New York. I've got a wife and kids and yeah. my family's established here. And I he says, I'll, I'll find another job here at the station, but I can't go to New York with you. And, and you know, so then he's beginning to realize it's like, it can't be the same show. The show that he would take there to New York wouldn't be the same. Yeah. And it would lose some of, he lose I mean, some of his joy. By the
0: way, that is a, that is a thing that I wanted to be tied up nicely. I'm like, and I kept think I kept saying like, just, have your not like do like Mister Rogers? Like yeah. he's your idol. Yeah, just be like Mister Rogers and keep it in Pittsburgh. Or didn't I mean? Didn't he always have it? Yeah, well, or Boston. I can't remember I'm pretty where sure he was. It was.
1: Pittsburgh. You're probably right, Ellen, because you know these things better than me. But yeah, he was just they were, film it there and then release it nationally. Why do I always looks
0: so freaking low budget? <laughs> um... No, so, uh, I, yeah, with him, Wait I was a minute. like, "Did you just say Mr. Rogers looks low budget?" <laughs> he had puppets. Daniel like. Tiger. <laughs> they
1: went to, they went to the land of make believe. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Apparently, the land of make believe <laughs> just looks like cardboard
0: <laughs> sets. Yeah. Um, ain't nothing wrong with that. Um. <laughs> yeah, so that was one where I was like, "This seems like a very obvious solution. Like, why?" But, you know, I get that you get in your head these grand ideas and then want it to go exactly how you have it in your head. Um, And then the other part of the conflict is what mom touched on earlier, is that he um, is supposed to have dinner with her family. She's all excited to, like, show her new BF. And um, he just ghosts her. He just
1: doesn't show up. And she's texting him, where are you? Nothing. Like, he just is not responding. M.I.A. Yes.
0: And, um...
1: And then, so after dinner, she literally goes to his apartment, and he opens the door, and he's, like, excited. He's like, hi, what are you doing
0: here? And she's like, seriously? (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's just lost, like, all track of time, um, and, you know. And then come to find out this has happened with multiple friends and
1: multiple occasions and family. Well, and it's his producer friend right no it's his best friend who he had dated in high school and then turned out she was gay
0: yes yes um so she's the one who calls him out and says this isn't the first time you've done this this is a thing you need to be aware of this is something about you (laughs) like and you need and he literally
1: lost his first girlfriend because of this like she's less like you know what i'm out And now she's married and had a kid, and, and, you know, he's a little broken up about that. And kind of, like, still didn't get it.
0: Yeah. And so, luckily, this time around, you know, it's caught early enough to where it's like, this is something, if you want to have anything other than the show... You need to find some balance. Yeah. And um, another important lesson brought to us by Carrie Winfrey... Huh, um the more you know <laughs> brought to us by the letter kw. Um so uh yeah, so I liked that as yes. well. Um because if we are going to have our our prototypical, you know, romance hero who's dedicated to his job, it needs to be you know, tempered a bit with the fact that there I did are still problems. Love, however.
1: When at the end, when she's all thinking sad, she's all sad because she hasn't seen Everett and she's hoping that he'll come. And then in walks Richard, Richard. Richard. And he's like, I lo- I just can't tell you I love you as they always do come back with this, you know, Rick, the dick, Rick, the dick. And, um, he's like, I'm not even mad about, cause she teepeed his house. I'm not even mad that you, cause I know it wasn't your idea. It was those friends of yours. And, um, and she's just like, yeah, I'm so over this guy. And then Everett comes bursting in. And he's just so excited to see her because he's figured out a way to make everything okay. And he ends up having to punch Richard, which I get. You would have to punch Richard. Because yeah. there's no other option. Especially all the things he's heard about him. And he's just like, what
0: is this guy all about? Yeah. Yeah. No. Get him out of there.
1: Yeah. Punch him.
0: Um, so it's all resolved. Nicely. Nicely. um, Without being too nicely, like we mentioned. <laughs> um, Okay. Let's talk about sex, baby. There's nothing to talk about here. Because in true Carrie Winfrey fashion, we have a nice closed door. In fact, if Carrie Winfrey were to come out and all of a sudden have some, like, raging sex scene, I would be like, Carrie. It's, well, it's just
1: not in the to- tone with her books. Yeah. I mean, her books are just such a sweet, gentle stories. And they're
0: sweet and gentle even prior to us getting any sort of mention of boudoir action. Yeah. So if it was to have the boudoir action, it would be like, Oh, uh-huh. Mr. Rogers <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I mean it, although this one I do remember being like, Oh, they're getting a little saucy. Yeah. Which well, by the way, we we're we we're playing makeover with my niece. <laughs> And mom was – because this is a game that my niece likes to play where she – We're we, in the hot tub. We're in the – it's always we're in the hot tub. And we're playing dressmakers and ordering a dress. And then the other person makes the And she has, and, like, a
1: little pad that she's right
0: on. She's <laughs> now, what color do you want the dress? She's, she's just so funny to watch. She's hilarious. Yeah, it's funny. But – um and so her, because there was three of us, her and I were making a dress for mom. And mom ordered a red dress. And so I said – ooh, saucy. (laughs) And she says, ooh, Ooh, saucy. So
1: my little four-year-old granddaughter spent the whole time going, oh, saucy. saucy. It
0: was really funny. Um, Probably not funny to anybody else, but it was funny to us at the time. Anyway, yes. So I think that closed door is apropos for our girl Carrie and her books um, because it would really throw me if...
1: Yeah. All of a sudden Well, her, her, there's you know Carrie's books there's little angst. I mean there's Yeah. I mean there's conflict and stuff and stuff going on, but there's just not a lot of angst in the books and yeah. and it just wouldn't be in tone with her style. Well, and
0: she I mean I I do think that there's um sexual tension and I do think Definitely. that there's um there's a level of heat, but it's never, you know, like <laughs> You can always tell a book is going to be, like, off the rails, like, yes. Tessa Bailey, when they're looking at each other and it's just like, oh, gosh, I just... like I want to get in there! <laughs> I want to... Uh, uh. <laughs> my cock stood <laughs> to attention. <laughs> like, that kind of stuff. Like, when they're going in that direction from, like, in the first chapter at the meet cute, when that's happening, you're like, oh, this is going to be...
1: This is... I, I, I hope I live through this. This is going
0: to be crazy. Um, Yeah.
1: Uh, and, but I did love, like I, <laughs> I was just, and this is another, so he says, he says he wants to take her on a PG 13 tour of the city and she's like, can we get into some R and he's, like, <laughs> I mean just, their little conversations like that were just hilarious to me. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's the kind of thing that I'm like, oh, that's adorable. And they made out in the reptile house at the zoo and, um, yeah. you know, and, and he Which says, those, he says, I even want to do more. Valid. And she, and she, and or I can't remember if she said it. She says I even wanted to do more. And he's like, I'm afraid we'd get arrested if we did that in the reptile house. <laughs> yeah, that
0: was good. Um, so I think a good amount of steam for the book and the tone of the book. Um, Mom, what was your swooniest moment in this book?
1: My swooniest moment is not just a moment, but I love the emails and I love the whole progression of their relationship over the emails. And then, you know, when he's talking to her and he says, it's been uh, something about, you know, it's our anniversary. We've known each other for 37 days. It's been 37 days since your first email. And I've been in love with you since that very first email. And it's just like, but those emails are just so cute. And they're just, so charming, their little banter back yeah. and forth. And the way he signs off on the letters, and they're always so cute, and they go with the email. Yeah. And I'm like, gosh dang, get this guy.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: get pregnant with his babies.
0: Yes. I also really... I mean, anytime there's a book like this with um, emails or letters or whatever, it's always just like, oh, I just I want to fall in love with... I mean, this and this is coming from me, who freaking hates online dating. But... um <laughs> It always makes me want to fall in love over letters because there's a difference between emails and, like, chatting. Yes, yes, yes. I think.
1: Well, Um, like, these... His emails... Like, the whole charming thing about talking about Jazzercise and the Jonas Brothers music and, I mean, all this stuff that goes on in their emails, and it's so cute the way they've composed them, which I get they didn't compose them. It's all Carrie's head. But, um... I just, you know, you fall in love with both of them. I mean, it yeah. just is.
0: Well, and there's something very romantic about, like, having to put the time and effort into composing that kind of email that um, I think is just lost in chatting where it's like the how are you question mark. It's like, screw you. Send me something more than that. <laughs> ha <Ha-ha>. ha. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um... think maybe we've talked about that before i don't know (laughs) because we we always do this this comes up but when i was the last guy well the guy the last relationship i was in um he i would oh like we were having a long a long distance relationship so we did a lot of texting and things like that and um i would say something and he would just reply with ha ha and i'm like what am I supposed to do with that?
1: <laughs> How do I keep the conversation going? How am from I there? supposed to
0: continue a conversation when you just give me "ha ha"? Like <laughs> you at least need to like do a follow-up question, something, or give me a story in advance or in in receipt return. Um, so anyway. the conversation was so mom. Oh, and I would bitch about that a lot, and so anytime I complained about about that, <laughs> mom's always like "ha ha ha ha." because she's a terrible person um okay I think I I also love the emails but um I think mainly because it's the main scene that I remember from the book um I love when they meet at karaoke yes and he doesn't know it's her she knows it's him um and he's still like drawn to her and that's just First of all, it's so romantic. And then I love that she's super awkward because... Well, she's like, I gotta go throw up. Yeah. And um, <laughs> even despite that, he's still drawn to her. And um, everyone refers to her as karaoke puke girl after that. Yeah. So, I just love that. I love, you know, the, that's kind of like the You've Got Mail moment, too, where it's like, I know that,
1: you know. Well, I love the Prince song. You know, Prince is a thing throughout it. Yeah. And then... um. Uh, when they sing "We Belong" by Pat Benatar, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah,
0: which are great. Okay. okay. Also, too, um, <laughs> we need to talk about how, because this is—I
1: literally highlighted it throughout the book, all the pop cultural references that yeah. were so in tune with us. But
0: the more, even more than pop culture, Carrie is my Taco Bell soul sister. <laughs> Because it's like this. She has, I mean, assuming this is also Carrie's order and not just one that she came up with for the character. That is like my same exact order. First of all, all the cinnamon twists, cinnamon twists, I talk about. And Listen. when we when we go through, we
1: have to get like two packs. Each and she even in there says, "I had to get two packs because they're only mostly air." <laughs> yeah. So true. But if they don't have enough cinnamon on them, I almost want to go back and say
0: nobody. these. Nobody gets more um, like, uh, deep thinking about Taco Bell than our family. <laughs> so um, yeah um, Taco Bell holds a very special place in our our family heritage. But um, yeah, and so a a cr- uh, cheesy gordita crunch. That's Ellen's. Yes, please and. If you dare blaspheme Taco Bell to me, I will answer back, but have you had the cheesy Gorgita <laughs> crunch? Because unless you have, like, do not talk to me.
1: Well, and she even makes a, a reference to Baja Blast, which is our favorite dr- yes. beverage.
0: And it's like, we're always on the hunt for...
1: Cans of it. And we can't get cans of it here. So <sighs> yeah. the only place, literally, the only place we can get Baja Blast
0: is Taco Bell. Is Taco
1: Bell. Yeah. And now they have Baja Blast Zero, which is really great.
0: Yeah. For our...
1: For our purposes.
0: Yes. Um, so, lots but, of pop culture similarities, but more important is the Taco Bell. The Taco Bell love. Yeah. Because...
1: I would agree, Ellen.
0: And if, Carrie, if you, like, write to reply to us about this and say that you don't actually love Taco Bell, it's going to break my heart. <laughs> don't say it, Carrie. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's hear from some of the listeners. Now, we should say, Carrie made it known on the group that she was in the group, <laughs> and just to make it not awkward for someone. So there's a lot of love. Um, but I think that that's. I think that I think it's legit. Well, and the other thing is, I think um we have a accrued a group of people that have a like-minded opinions for the most part um on on books and so i think that this book is just going to kind of speak to for the most part our listeners because it's kind of in keeping with what we tend to like i agree Um, so, Heather says, this book was just one of those books that really made my heart happy. I really adored both Teddy and Everett. After what her jerk of an ex put her through, she deserved all the happiness. I loved how real their love story was once they got together. I really loved how supportive Everett was of Teddy. She didn't quite know what she wanted to do with her career, and he was just just her biggest fan. I loved it. It was super low on the angst. Even when they very briefly broke up, I understood why they did, even if I wasn't happy about it. They truly had an unconditional love. It was just the book I needed. I can't say enough about this book. It's super sweet. Both characters are amazing. And there was growth on both levels. Love, love, love this book. Yes. And I know Heather's had kind of a rough year. And so I could see this book just being like a perfect... Yeah. Low angst, super charming, great COVID read. That's just going to be our, go even, you know, 20 years from now, when hopefully we're not dealing with COVID anymore. Jeez Louise. Um, You can just always refer to it as a a COVID read. This is a COVID read. (laughs) Anytime we're like locked down. (laughs) Just need happy books. Cassie says, this was so cute and sweet, like Mr. Rogers for adults. It felt like a warm hug. And any book that mentions David the Gnome is a winner in my eyes. A pop culture reference I didn't (laughs) get. Um, I love seeing Teddy's growth and her romance with Everett. I also loved the nostalgic feel while reading. But my favorite part of this story was definitely Gretel. She was fantastic. Gretel's cute. Catherine says, "Wow, wowee! You think you have your pick for hero of the year and then in walks Everett St. James. Hello, cinnamon roll sweetheart. Y'all can keep all the alphas. I adore these sweet and adorable men with big hearts and emotions. Teddy is great too. I really like how the journey to find her thing was wrapped up. I think this was the most true to life and left a good message. I like the twist on a celebrity romance. I think the trope is normally that the celebrity falls for someone who isn't a fan, but it was important for everett to end up with someone who understands the significance of his work so i'm glad teddy loves his show and what he does for kids yeah that's a good point yeah because it usually is someone who is like oh i don't care about you or what you do or like in i don't fact, even know who you are <laughs> i negate everything that has to do with everything about who well, you they're are usually
1: drawn to some to people who like don't know who they are
0: yeah um but yeah i think that's a, it's true that Everett needs someone who gets it because he is such a workaholic that he needs someone who's going to understand, you know, his greater purpose, I guess. Um, Catherine continues. To be the right per. Uh, the toilet paper lines must have been written pre-March 2020 because <laughs> now no one is questioning people who buy toilet paper but nothing else. And people aren't worried that they'll have too much extra toilet paper. Amazing job, Carrie. Um... Yeah, that's true. I thought that too when I was reading it. <laughs> Elizabeth says, this was my favorite of, Carrie, of Carrie's books so far, which is saying a lot because I loved the previous two as well. It's just nice to have a romance heroine who doesn't have it all figured out yet and who doesn't already have a big career goal she's working toward. Sometimes the process of figuring out what the goal should be is more interesting than the goal itself and certainly more relatable. Also, I went to Taco Bell for the first time in over 20 years. Oh my. like, Oh my gosh. And I blame slash credit this book entirely. Um I have a hard time going like twenty days. I was gonna
1: say. I I went to the Taco Bell for the first time in the last twenty minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't wanna get weird about it, but sometimes there are weeks where like two times in a week. And it's just like I just need some Taco Bell. It's I don't my know what it's it is. my comfort food. That's the thing is it's my comfort food, which is problematic. Well, but... like
1: Ellen said, we have a family history of Taco Bell. My mom, my mother loved Taco Bell. And I think my mother loved it because it was really cheap. Yeah. And she could get a senior drink for Which... free. And then we would sit there. We would literally go to Taco Bell every Tuesday, Taco Bell Tuesday. And, um, we would sit and my mom would get her free drink and sit and refill it over and over again. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And we'd sit and visit. She, she was definitely a product of the Great Depression. And, um, <laughs> and she would be really disappointed because it's not as, like, cheap as it used to be. It's not as cheap. And they've also done away with some of the... Yeah, they did away like with... Like, my
1: mom's thing was a tostada, which they don't have anymore. Yeah. And, but literally, that was her thing. And she would get a tostada and she would put, like, six packs of sauce not on it. Not
0: even six. It was, like, it was more than that. <laughs> and one time on, like, I think it was on her birthday after she had passed away. Um I I got her order and I ate it. I'm like grandma, this is terrible. <laughs> um and um but grandma, like she literally there was these two kids who left like two teenage boys who left their table a mess at Taco Bell. Like they left their tray and garbage and stuff like that. And she like chased them down. She chased them
1: down and said, Go in and clean up your mess. <laughs>
0: that's just how she was. Well, the Taco Bell that
1: we go to all the time had this really sweet little special needs guy who would clean up the Taco Bell. And he was just there. He'd been there. I think he worked there for 30 years. I mean, he was yeah. just there forever. And um I think my mom felt bad that he was going to have to clean up after these guys. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um yes. So, it's it's deep within the like it's ingrained in our family DNA. Yeah. Um And, yeah, so it really is, and, like, I recognize it's not Mexican food. I know that. (laughs) It's just Taco Bell. Yeah, it's its own thing, and I love it for what it is. Yeah. And, okay, I will say, though, one time I was, I came, no, I was open, my dog had to eat wet dog food. And so I got him cans of dog food and I opened it. I'm like, what is that smell? Why do I recognize that smell? And I finally was like, oh, it smells like Taco Bell. <laughs> well,
1: maybe it's Taco Bell flavored dog food. <laughs> oh, Don't talk about that too much because I don't like to think about it too much.
0: I know. Um, bless its heart, Taco Bell. Well, um, and I will
1: admit that Taco Bell doesn't always do great things for my digestive system. However, I know
0: this, and I know that that's the but joke, it's but it's so, so wonderful going I, in. I love it. <laughs> Not so wonderful coming out. <laughs> so
1: delicious.
0: Okay. Okay, that's enough Taco Bell. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> um, Tiernan says, uh, I loved this book. This is the perfect feel-good romance with two of the cutest main characters. I wanted so bad for both of them to find love and be happy. Who doesn't love a man in a cardigan? Bravo, Carrie Winfrey. Um, Ashley says, this was such a cute book. I thought their meet cute was so adorable and the karaoke scene did things for me. Uh, on a side note, I'm actually from Mr. Rogers hometown. So I always love seeing references to him and congratulations to the author for finding a way to do that in an adult romance book and have it not feel weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. Raquel says, I loved this book. It was such cute, heartwarming, feel-good, falling-in-love-slash-growing-as-individual story. I echo the sentiment Everett is a top runner for Best Book Boyfriend of the Year. Now I want to fall in love with someone via email. Same. I liked everything about this book, so I'll just give a shout-out to the side characters. Even when not all of them were on page often, I still got a sense of what a loving support system both Everett and Teddy had. Plus, they were fun. I don't necessarily condone violence, but I was thrilled whenever it punched Rick the dick. Congratulations <laughs> to the off- author. Bravo. Um. Yes. I agree. The support system. Because, especially, um, Teddy needed those ride-or-die friends that yeah. even when she had kind of negated them for a while because Rick, Rick is dick. a dick, um, that they were still there for her and, like, wanting to help out. Um... Marie says, I love this book so much. That was in all caps, so I just wanted to include that. Um, <laughs> Victoria said, this was such a sweet book. Everything about it was lovely and heartwarming. I have to admit, though, that I didn't love it. But that might have been just the mood I was in and the fact that the final was uh, quite predictable. But I would reread it when I need something lovely and simple. Um, yes. Arthur says, I'm settling on I really like for this cozy romance slash love letter to Mr. Rogers, Jim Henson, and other similar children's entertainment. I appreciated the role that the email correspondence played in building up Teddy and Everett's relationship, especially for the grand gesture and the marriage proposal. It's also satisfying to watch them overcome personal obstacles as they figure out what they want out of their lives and their careers. I didn't get enough of the splendidly precocious Gretel, though I'm disappointed that the book essentially drops her in the third act teddy eleanor and kirsten toilet papering rick the dicks townhouse is a treasure and teddy wanting to turn the isosceles triangle of their friendship into an equilateral triangle is a top-notch moment too i'll be interested in reading waiting for tom hanks and not like the movies um yeah especially if you liked this one you should definitely definitely check those out um Yes, all good points. Sorry, I'm not having a lot to say about. Yeah, yeah, and it's Arthur always states things quite, quite precisely. Yes, Jennifer says, "Am I the only one who thought this?" was set in the 1960s based on the book cover. At the beginning, I thought, oh, wow, that's bold that she's living with him in the 60s. I mean, they're referencing Unchained Melody. And then it references Crew and Celine Dion. And I was, wait, this is at the present time? Anyway, this was so charming and I really enjoyed it. I was angry at Everett for missing Teddy's family dinner. Oh oh boy, that was a big no-no for me. And at first, I hated that he punched Richard. Mr. Rogers would never until he says, I'm Everett St. Effing James, and I swooned. (laughs) I also loved that Teddy was still figuring things out career-wise, and that's okay. I can definitely relate. Great book. Yes. Yes. Everett St. Effing James.
1: James. Yeah. I... I on that note, I'm going to say I really liked that he was written as like a normal guy, like that drank beer and swore and stuff because a lot of times we, like we romanticize yeah, like these said. children's characters and are these children's actors and entertainers. Yeah. So I would I liked the way she wrote him as just like he was just a normal guy, but he liked doing his little children show, so. Yeah.
0: Yes, and um Jennifer um I did not think it was set in the 60s, but... I don't always see the covers of books. Yeah. It's a very cute cover. I like it quite a lot. Because because I'm a Kindle reader, I don't... If I see it, I don't really study it very closely. Yeah. Jen says, I loved this book. Cinnamon Roll Heroes are my jam, and I've developed a sexy Mr. Rogers obsession. All the characters are really great and so fun to read, except Rick the Dick, of course. I love that you gave... Um, this is to carry. I love that she gave Teddy and her friends their own meet cute meeting at the concert, all wearing the same dress. The audiobook is amazing. Patty Mirren has a perfect was a perfect choice for it. She has a very soothing voice, and when she does Everett's voice, it's so calm, so sweet, so sexy. Um, Mister Rogers. The letters Teddy and Everett write to each other were so warm, thoughtful, and witty. Did anyone else sing Dear Theodosia in their heads? When, I was thinking that too. When you read Theodora and the answer is yes. yes. Um, no, just me. No, not just you. Anyways, I loved this sweet, heartfelt book and will re listen to the audiobook a lot. It's definitely a comfort listen. Um, finally we have Madison who says, I loved this. I am from Columbus, but haven't been back in years. I started this book while we were back there visiting for a wedding. I didn't realize it was set in Columbus and I freaked out when I realized it. Then I went to a local bookstore and they were selling it, so I bought it. When I got to the car, I opened the ebook to find where I left off and the cashier had put the bookmark on the exact page I'd been reading. Wow, that's that's crazy. crazy. So this book was enchanting to me for all these reasons. I did wish that we could have seen more of Teddy and Everett together. It was a slow burn, and I felt like by the time they actually got together, we didn't get to see a lot of them together. It could have been because it was so closed door. I love a good closed door romance with chemistry and steam, but I just missed some of that. But all in all, I loved their love story. I just wish we could have seen more of it. I felt like Columbus was represented so accurately. I'm pretty sure that's because Carrie, like, is actively living there, but... Um, I loved a heroine that was not set in her career and still searching. Everett was a simon roll, and I'm so glad he found more work-life balance. Super cute read. Um, yes. Agreed. Agreed. Hear, hear. Hear,
1: hear. <laughs> I didn't get a harumph out of that guy. <laughs>
0: harumph, harumph. Um, okay. So, we love it.
1: We don't even have anything bad to say. I know. Sorry, Carrie. Sorry, I mean I feel almost like are we being too nice?
0: I hey, listen, we've had we've had some books lately. We've had a we've been like hard pressed to love. Yeah, so that sounds like a country song. That <laughs> sounds been like a country song. Hard pressed to love. <laughs> um, so just let just shake it. Especially just go right with it. now. Give me a book I love that I've already read, please. <laughs> It, you guys <laughs> um, any other final thoughts
1: no i loved it i Yay. could read it i could read it again and again sorry
0: we're boring i mean you did learn a lot about our taco bell obsession <laughs> yeah so so take that to the <laughs> so, bank my friends there's that at least Um, So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Very Sincerely Yours by Curry Winfrey and Taco Bell. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at ROM, or you can email us at Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like just a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. Speaking of people we love, on October 18th, we'll be chatting about Real by Kennedy Ryan going from sweet and whimsical to a kennedy (laughs) ryan that's true (laughs) remember you can subscribe on itunes google play stitcher spotify and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them all right thanks mom bye ellen bye not your mom's romance book club is part of the frolic podcast network you can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts